Hello and welcome back to your behind the scenes BFF podcast. If you are new to the pod, hello. (laughs) I'm so excited that you found your way here. And if you are one of our more regular listeners, I'm so glad that you're back. I hope that you're staying cool in what seems to be a very hot summer, basically everywhere. If you don't know, I am in Arizona, so we are quite literally melting over here. Seriously, it has been rough. I think we're at like 25 days in a row of over 110 degrees. It's crazy. And I looked at the 10 day forecast and honestly, like the next week, it doesn't look like it's going to dip below 110 basically at all except for maybe one day. I don't know. We need a monsoon stat to cool us off just a bit. We actually just got back from Colorado where we were visiting family for nine days and it was so, so nice. And I just had so many moments where I was just feeling really grateful for the fact that I started an online business and my journey as an entrepreneur five and a half years ago so that we can do things like that just like pick up and go visit family and get a break from the heat without having to worry about taking time off or working around work schedules, all that stuff. It also worked out really well because if you listen to, I think it was two podcast episodes ago. Um, my husband is transitioning to a new golf course. So if you didn't know he's in the golf industry, um, and is an assistant golf pro and he left one course and was offered a job at like his dream course. And he actually starts that this week. Um, and so it just worked out really well with the timing of his job starting or like not starting, I guess until later. And then I don't have to worry about being anywhere in particular because I get to take my work with me wherever. So It was just really nice, really thankful for, you know, my business and just everything over the last five and a half years, because I wouldn't be here without it. And we wouldn't be able to just go visit family. And, um, the kids just had so much fun. It like just spending time with so much of our family, my parents, um, my sister, my aunts, my cousins, like my whole family is there. So, um, it's just It was really nice. Anyway, I wanted to do a podcast episode that was like a back to the basics episode because I get questions nearly every day about what a virtual assistant actually is. Like, I feel like people hear the term VA or virtual assistant, um, and they're not really sure what that means. And then like, how is it a legit business that you can start? How do you make money? What do you actually do as a VA and just everything in between? And a lot of times these questions come from the angle of someone messaging me and they're like, okay, I'm intrigued and I want to work from home and I want to have time flexibility and I want to make some extra money on the side of my full-time job. But like, what the heck is this actually? (laughs) So I want to pull the curtain back. Like I like to do here on the podcast and break it down for you. Take the mystery out of it. If you will get virtual assistant. A virtual assistant or commonly known as a VA is truly exactly what it sounds like. (laughs) You are an assistant for a client 
but you work virtually. So think of a VA as a support person in someone else's business, whether it's on a specific project, like a case by case basis, or it's more consistent. And maybe they're a client that is hiring you to do more of like the daily, weekly, monthly recurring tasks. You are behind the scenes, hence the name of my business and the podcast name, which means that you are working a lot in like the back end of things to help your client's business run smoother and or take some of the things off of their plate that they're feeling really bogged down with or overwhelmed, like tasks that they don't necessarily have to do tasks that they can delegate to someone else in order to free up more time and space for them to do what they love best or what they love most and what they do best. So who are clients of a virtual assistant or who do you work with when you are a virtual assistant? I feel like most commonly it's online business owners who are utilizing virtual assistants because of just like the nature of it, right? Like if you're building an online business, you likely want support that is virtual and online. You don't necessarily need or want someone in person working as an assistant when everything can be done on the internet or on zoom, you know? So that being said, like some people might want that. I do know some people that prefer to have like even though they have an online business, they prefer to have their team in person, um, or they want their VA to be in person. And that's totally fine. I guess technically it wouldn't be really be a VA <laughs> anymore. Um, it would just be like their assistant or their executive assistant or whatever they would call it. Um, but in terms of virtual assistant, most of the time it's online business owners who are hiring virtual assistants. Now that's not to say that brick and mortar business owners don't also use virtual assistants because I'm actually seeing a lot more of this going on. It's just anecdotally, I bet 90% of people hiring VAs are online business owners, content creators, influencers, people who are, um, running their businesses online, you know? Also a virtual assistant is usually someone's first hire. So let's say that a business owner has been in business for a year or so, and they're starting to scale and they're realizing that they can't keep up with everything that they have going on. They are likely going to start looking for a VA to outsource some of the things that they can delegate. Typically it's less expensive for a business owner to hire a VA than it is to hire like a full-time employee because you don't have to provide benefits. There's obviously like tax stuff that goes into it with like payroll taxes. Um, you're not paying like a salary or, um, anything that's like guaranteed in terms of that team members income, um, all of that kind of stuff. Hiring contractors in general is the first step for most business owners. So especially online business owners. So as a VA, you are likely to be one of the first, if not the first team members of a brand or business. And that can be really fun and exciting in my opinion, um, because you're really, coming in and helping that business owner build their business from the ground up, you know? And obviously there are times where clients have worked with other VAs in the past and it either hasn't worked out or, you know, that VA isn't 
you know, doing their business anymore or whatever the case might be. And so it, you might not be the first VA that they've worked with, but you know, for the most part, being a VA or hiring a VA is usually a business owner's first hire and just contractors in general. But in terms of clients, your clients really can be anyone in any industry from working with clients a few months ago. And I only work with two clients now as their OBM, which is an online business manager. But overall I've worked with, I think like 12 to 15 different industries, which is crazy cool. I really think any business owner can benefit from having a VA if they're at a point where they need to outsource, but that's really another podcast for another day. (laughs) I actually have a highlight on my Instagram titled VA services, where you can see submissions of client industries or potential client industries. And I shared just a handful of things a VA could do for them. If you want to check that out and just get some ideas, I'll link that in the description so that you can find it easily. I also have a student from the VA roadmap, which is our signature program that teaches you how to start and grow a business as a VA. And also if you missed it, we're actually doing a flash sale on the program until the end of the month. So if you're listening to this in real time, um, the sale goes until the 31st at like 1159 PM. Um, and we've never put the course on sale. We never put the program on sale. Um, and I just thought it'd be fun as kind of like a back to school incentive. Um, and yeah, I just thought that it'd be fun to do. So I will put the sale details in the description, but it's a good one. So make sure to check it out. Um, I'll put the code and everything there as well. Anyway, this person who is inside the roadmap, she is working on being more like a family personal assistant, but working virtually. So like a VPA. I guess, like a virtual personal assistant. She has experience being a nanny and a PA, personal assistant, and had just this awesome idea of becoming a virtual PA where she can help families like book travel, manage their schedules, manage their home through different systems and like setting those up for them. I think it's really cool and a creative outlook. And honestly, there's a lot of scalability with it. I mean, I imagine like digital products and call packages and all that kind of stuff, especially with her background. Anyway, I digress. (laughs) There's, you could just get me really going when it comes to scalability. I actually think that's going to be one of the upcoming podcast episodes. Um, but like I said, she's just, she's just putting like a creative spin on being a virtual assistant. She's really just taking it and, um, using it using the idea in a way where it's aligned to her experiences and what she's great at. Um, but in my first couple months as a VA, I worked with six clients in totally different industries. So I had a productivity coach and course creator as a client. One of my clients was an Enneagram coach and expert. Um, I had an interior designer who actually was like a hybrid client of mine. Um, they are local and I would like go meet with them locally, like one day a week or every two weeks. Um, and then most of my stuff I would do virtually, but I did a lot of their social media. Um, so productivity coach, 
an Enneagram coach and expert, an interior designer, a digital product and membership creator for network marketers, an interior photographer, and a health and wellness coach. Like six totally different clients in six totally different industries all across the board. And that's something that actually really drew me to the virtual assistant industry because as someone who is multi-passionate, I like to learn about and be involved in a variety of things. And I talk all the time about niching down and what that looks like. And if you should do it right in the beginning or when you should niche down and all that kind of stuff, we have podcast episodes all about it. Um, and I'm really glad that I didn't do that because I got to work with so many different industries and so many different people. And I really figured out what I liked doing and who I liked working with. I'm going to link two episodes for you in the description that go over all about how to actually find clients. If you are interested in learning more about that. So episode nine, I talk about three places to find your first, um, client as a VA and then episode 23, I talk about Facebook groups and how they're out (laughs) and what is in instead. Check out those episodes after you listen to this one. If you're curious on what goes into client attraction and where you can find your ideal clients that you actually want to work with. So that leads me to my next question that I get or the next thing I want to go over. And it's what do you actually do or what can you do as a VA? And just like who you can work with and um, what industries they're in. This is all across the board. You can do so many different things and offer so many different services for every single, you know, industry that I even mentioned, plus so many more. Um, so I feel like the best way to give you just an idea of what that could look like is kind of go through a few of the clients I've had in the past, you know, from the six that I mentioned, those first couple months that I was working my business, um, I pulled three of them and looked at what were the things that I was doing for them to just give you an idea. So for the client who was a productivity coach and course creator, I did customer service emails, HoneyBook management, membership and community management. So like accepting new members, removing members who've canceled, reviewing payments, all that kind of stuff turning podcast scripts into blog posts, reformatting old blog posts, scheduling social media posts, and any admin related like one-off type tasks. Um, For the client who was a health and wellness coach, we did, again, a variety of things. We turned Instagram posts into blog posts, more membership and community management, same as the previous client I went over affiliate management, outreach marketing for podcasts, and then again, any admin related one-off tasks. And then for the interior photographer, I helped a lot with content creation for Instagram, copy for email marketing, managing company operations, helping with webinars and masterclasses, and then assisting in event and retreat planning. So a variety of different things for a variety of different people. Um, and those are just a few examples of different tasks that I've done. Every client you work with is going to have a different list of things that they want to delegate to you as their VA. And ultimately it's up to you on what services you want to provide. So you can decide if you don't want to do anything social media related, then you don't offer that service. If you are cool with, you know, just scheduling posts, but you don't want to actually create the content, then you do that. So like I mentioned earlier in this episode, I don't 
work with clients anymore. Like I don't bring on any new clients. I stepped away from client work to focus on mentoring and coaching back in March or April of this year. Um, but I do still work with two of my original clients that like when I first launched my business, they were the first two to book with me. (laughs) Um, and I'm now their OBM or online business manager, which is a a little bit, not even a little bit. It's a lot different (laughs) than a VA in a lot of different ways. But the biggest difference is that I am involved in a lot more of like the strategy and actually setting up systems and planning and the processes, all that kind of stuff versus just executing and checking things off the to-do list. Um, but I do still do some more like VA related tasks for those clients too. Like I said, they're two of like my OG clients and yeah, that's like, those are the only two clients I work with. I don't accept any other clients and I really am mostly focusing on the mentorship and coaching side of my business. So the last piece that I want to go over is how much time does it take to actually build a successful business as a virtual assistant? And first success is subjective. There might be someone who considers an extra $500 a month successful. And there might be someone who considers $5,000 a month as successful. Everyone's definition of success is different. So while I can't answer this question exactly, since your goals might be different from someone else's, I can tell you that someone who wants to make $500 a month is not going to have to work as much as someone who wants to make $5,000 a month. I feel like that's like a given, you know, that being said, this is your business. Like this is your business. You can work as much or as little as you want to. You decide how many clients you want to take on. You decide how many hours you have available you're in the driver's seat of this. So you get to decide. Um, but the key is that you align your action with your goals. So whether it's how you set your rates, what your hours and availability are, how many clients you take on all that kind of stuff, all those different factors, you just, you can't expect to make $5,000 in your business when you're putting in $500 effort, you know, does that make sense? So for this, I think it's just really important to define your goals and what success means to you and then reverse engineer those goals. This is something I work a lot with my students on. And listen, most people start out very part-time with their business as a VA. It's truly such a great side hustle. So even if you only work five hours a week, which is like one hour a day, Monday through Friday, you can still make a great additional income on the side of your full-time gig. And then you can build it up and take it full-time if that is your goal. Everyone's goal is going to be different. I really do believe that having a business as a VA can create a lot of opportunities for you and your family. I've done it. I've watched other people do it. I've taught other people how to do it, but you have to decide what success looks like to you and what measurable goals you're going to work towards. And then the action that you're going to need to take in order to make that happen. All right. So I hope this helped you understand the business a little bit more, what it looks like to be a VA, but also I hope that I got the wheels turning on what it could look like specifically for you. If you have any other questions, please, 
please, please don't ever hesitate to reach out to me over on Instagram. I absolutely love chatting in my DMs. Um, and if you enjoyed this episode or any other episodes that we have put out into the world, I would absolutely love it. If you would give us a five-star rating and review, it truly means the world. It gets the podcast out to more people who need to hear this information. And I also love hearing what you love about the podcast, what you find is helpful and how it's impacting your business in a positive way. So I hope that you have a great rest of your week and we will chat soon.